0: Welcome to The Strange Goodnight, a series about all things unknown. We're not experts, just real people having a conversation about strange things. Ladies and gentlemen, lock your doors, tuck yourself in tight, because it's going to be a strange good night. Hello, this is Andy McGuire, and you're listening to The Strange Goodnight. This is a bonus mini-episode of our series on the unknown. We get a few extra stories from my dad, Richard McGuire. We just uh, interviewed him for our Ghosts episode, and he told a story from an experience he had in his childhood home, And afterwards, he told us a few other stories that he got working on the railroad. He was a conductor for 38 years. And the way he explains it is, rails go all over in some of the most uh, non-populated areas that you could imagine. And so that puts people in weird places, and they often see really crazy things and so we have two short stories one of them is about bigfoot and the other about ufos and uh, i really hope you enjoy thanks for listening i was
1: a talking to a couple of friends of mine who worked with me on the railroad, and they uh, we were discussing st- phenomena like this, and uh, they related to me, uh, one related to me, and the other one verified it later, that they were on a westbound train, freight train, uh, going uh, through Denison, Iowa, and you they, go from Denison to Dallas City to Dunlap, but going just past Dallas, or Dunlap. Heading west on train, you're going about 50 miles an hour, maybe 60, and uh, you got this big spotlight out there. And the highway, you know, highway 30 along the tracks was black, so there was no traffic along there. Yeah, I mean you can see the lights out in the countryside and so forth, but you're out in the middle of the cornfield except for highway 30. So you're going along there, and all of a sudden they said they saw this great big shadow go across the tracks in front of them, and yeah. keep and just just you know out way out in front of them, and they. They both saw They both looked at each other, and said, "Did you see that?" And they said, "Yeah." They said, "Yes." They both saw it, and they could not explain it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was big, and it was bigger than a man. And, but it didn't didn't walk like a bear, and it went it went right off the cross. And as soon as it got out of the light of the headlights, it's like, what what did we just see? It happened so fast. But you got to remember, at two or three in the morning or four in the morning, you know, you've been up all night, and you're going along, and you're and you're watching signals, uh, you know, that you're supposed to be watching, and you watch the track ahead of you, and then you see something like that, and all of a sudden, what did I just see? Yeah. And, and they didn't want they didn't tell anybody for a long time because. They didn't want to get the stigma attached to that they were, you know, goofy or, or something. Yeah, fair. Uh, you know,
0: you mentioned that the big figure wasn't a bear.
1: No, it was bigger than that. But this
0: was that. still in Iowa, so there aren't.
1: No, there aren't. It's not, but it's bigger here. than a bear. Yeah, well, it was that's just, what I mean yeah. though. like. It, you know, and all, uh, what the guy could describe to me, it was like you know, in the comic strips, al- comic strips alley oop, you know, the big alley oop, the big you know yeah, the, sorry, that's before before, before your me. time but i uh, we caught the end of it because it was still before <laughs> my time but it's it's just uh, uh if you look at some of the older comics or uh, some of the uh, small town comics that they have paper comics they have value but it's like a uh, i don't say a gorilla but it's a big something like that harry and but it was black it was dark out so all you see was this dark movement go right in front of the track uh, in, inside your headlight and then it's gone and you know by the time you realize i just saw something there well, what was that
0: well that has to be probably pretty terrifying, too, because, like, you've talked about, much to my terror growing up, <laughs> when a train hits something, yes, there's nothing left of it. No, it, it usually and, explodes. And so, you know, there are deer, which are fast, that are mm-hmm. lucky enough to, to, they get hit, sometimes they don't get hit, but for, for a creature to be able to cross the spotlight at a speed
1: that you're yeah. uh, going to 50 or 60 mile yeah. an hour. But so you have to also remember that the headlights reach way out there. And so yeah. what, what it looks like really big to them when you get on top of it, it, it you know, uh, it, it, to say that it was big when it's way out there, that must've been really big when you're finally up close. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Because your, your perception, because you, your headlight reaches out there quite a ways. And uh, uh, when you see something that's big out there and, and then you say, if that was close. You know, like was in like within like twenty yards, thirty yards. You know, uh, yeah. That had to be pretty good size, and so that's why they say they say it's bigger than a bear. Yeah. They say you know because you know it's uh, some of my friends have hunted bear before. You know, they go up to the north and they hunt bear, but they said this was not a bear.
0: Now depth perception though can play with your brain. That's does, very true. Does this do these people seem like they could gauge that? Because di- I'm not. If right. I was in a tr- vehicle, I can't tell you the distance very well or the height very well. And well, so, I tell you like, what, it really it, depends on the people and the, the, how they perceive that depth perception.
1: Right now, what we have on the railroad tracks are mileposts or mile markers, okay. and they're marked every quarter mile. And, uh, and if you have a little uh, a light box or a, a signal box, they're they're They have the uh, mile marker right on exactly, like uh, two twenty nine point three or two twenty nine point three okay. four. So there's oh, a gauge that d- you can so, see. So yeah, and when you're an engineer and conductor, you're going in a place like Dunlap. Uh, iowa you know where the mile markers are at where you're at and so you know what mile marker dunlap's at so therefore you know where the siding starts where it ends because you deal with this all the time crossovers and whatever so you know you and and to mark the mile markers you have the mile marker uh, 329 let's say and then you have 329.25 is one uh reflectorized band on a post or, uh, or, and then a half mile is two bands, and a qu- three-quarter mile is three bands, or three marks, you know, and uh, they used to have them on the telephone lines because back in the day they had tele- telegraphers, you know, that you send them down for the railroad telegraphers, yeah. and now they got rid of those, so they have, they have, they have a steel post with a, a white, and, a white uh, square, a rectangle uh, up, uh, uh, and then they have the uh, black lines on them there, so you can right. identify them. So,
0: as part of your job, you have to be you have to pretty cognizant of.
1: Well, what's you all, going yes, on. you have to know you're cognizant of what's going on, but you have to know where your rear end of your mm-hmm. trains at. So you have to, know, and yeah, you, you have to know where your head end of your trains at. So because you, you have slow orders coming up, or you have whatever reason, you have to know where your trains at at all times. Okay. And so that way, because we in the day used to have cabooses on the rear end of your train, and if you didn't know where the rear end of your train was, you'd give them a pretty rough ride back there. So engineers had to really know how to keep that train stretched out so you didn't treat the caboose like a whip and, and beat them up. So uh, you know you, you know a good engineer, might I say most by that, I mean most all engineers, I can think of a few that had no clue what they were doing and had no <laughs> clue where the rear end of the train was yeah. at or where they were at for that matter. And so uh, but for the, I'd say the vast majority of them were, knew exactly where the train was at. and I've seen guys that you, they could run the train to sleep because they were so good at it. and uh, on a ufo sighting uh, i had a friend of mine that uh, was on a great western railroad coming north of des moines to uh marshalltown uh that they uh, uh said that they were going uh, you know some winding hills and they were coming around and they came around a curve and they seen this light up into the sky and it was kind of darting all over and then it kind of stopped and just kind of sat there and watched them It kind of kind of paralleled them as they're going they were going probably about 35 40 mile an hour and then it sat there and kept, kept with them and all of a sudden it just up and vanished, really, just, yeah, just like that. And wow. and of course, yeah, the engineer I talked to about that, he goes, he says, we swore we would never tell anybody, because nobody's going to believe you. We well, see a lot of strange things out on there on our the railroad. I can I can tell you a lot of strange things that <laughs> some people have seen, but it's probably not appropriate for this
0: video. <laughs> that wraps up our special bonus mini episode of the series if you have any questions or stories you want to share you can find us on facebook or on the soundcloud just look for the strange good night thank you for listening i hope you have a wonderful day and a strange good night